welcome to Making Sense of It with me, Emma Kenny. And I am still Peter Smith. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back. I'm saying that like I'm an old boy band who's just been signed for my 10-year anniversary, but really it's just been six and a half days since the last one. Back streets, back, all right. Last week, I was in the car with my brother. Yes. So, a bit of background, guys. I love working with my family. So, my husband is part of my work. We employ his company to do quite a lot of filming for my company that you're all going to find about soon because it's been been built for four years and he's been a big part of that. When I say he's been a big part of it, what I actually mean is he used to have a career and then I made him work for free for quite a long time for me until I could afford to pay him and I've basically ruined all of his existing career prior to this. But hey, that's love. Well, I don't look at it like that, so you're all right. He has to say that. Because I, I, I pay his wages. But anyway, my brother works for me, not because I just go around employing my family members, but because it's quite hard when you've got to start up to say to people, could you just please leave your career for me? I've got absolutely no security. There's very strong possibility you won't get paid on a regular basis. But in the <laughs> end, maybe if it works, which it probably won't, because eight out of 10 startups still fail, come along for the ride. Um, he did. So there you go. So me and my brother spend quite a lot of time together. And he has a very, shall I say, varied type of music taste and he's not one that you can call because I'll often listen to music and I'll think oh my brother will really like this James Bay is a good example heard a James Bay track thought oh you know that one yeah that one and um, what was that like? roll back the river uh, roll back the anyway that one that was the remix um and he hated it so I don't have a clue but I got into the car and it will either be like ABBA it might be some Motown it's often the Carpenters God rest your soul Karen you were an excellent singer but the other day, it was, in fact, Backstreet Boys. Oh. And I got in the car, and it was, you are... That one. My, 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 my one. That yeah. one. And for the whole week, it's just been in my head. And I've been oh. randomly walking I around. Suddenly, I've been, I've been I've yeah. singing that. Yeah. I, Emma, yesterday, when I was at that meeting, was like, why are you singing Sing. Backstreet Boys from, like, circa 91? It's like, it's just there. It's in my head. So I now have to wait to get into my brother's car again when there'll be, no doubt, an even cheesier track. He actually played it three times, that. Oh. Which, when you look at a 42-year-old man... Yeah. You can't imagine now, that that's going to be his go-to music, yeah. but he loves it. So, I mean, that, that takes on to... Um, no, but before I, that's the case, I've just got to say, go it, yeah. but this is the kid that when I was like a young woman, which is like six years ago or so, yeah. like five, probably four, five years ago, we'll, we'll call it three years ago as a young woman, he listened to Rage Against the Machine, House of Pain, all of those yeah. kind of tracks. You know, it used to just be a big mosher. He was ready for it. What is it about middle age? And suddenly you're like, oh gosh, oh, I can't deal with that kind of effect in my ears. You haven't figured this out yet because I come into your car and it's gangster rap. Oh, when you say gangster rap, it's not like this zip, oh, all that sort of stuttering rap. Yeah, it's just full of Black really Alicious, isn't big it? swearing. No, Black, no, no, you're on about Mob Deep. No, Black Alicious and Mob Deep. Mob Deep is bit. like, yeah, I am antagonizing deep. you in every way, shape and form, ear-wise, whereas Black, black is cool ass. No, you're, you're, still... you're on about Black Moon. Oh, is it Black Moon? It's Black Moon, yeah. Just not Black Alicious, Black Alicious. Black Alicious are a bit more, sort of like, got a bit more sort of funk and groove to it. It is funk, there's still loads of swearing yeah. in it. It's, there's not that much, not compared to like Mob Deep, not compared to, to Black Moon. Black Moon's like... Like, I'm a really big fan sort of, of like, NWA, Ugh. and NWA and Public Enemy, and they did have a lot of swearing, but... 
Some of the tracks that you get, I just feel like it's an angry guy shouting verbal abuse. Oh, some of the tracks though by Mob Deep and, and Black Moon and Black Delicious are of most of them. Black Delicious really is amazing. Yeah. But I'm just saying, there's yeah, a lot of yeah. anger in some of it, which yeah, I can just it's, it's it's just the way appreciate. They, so it's the way that they don't make, they don't do it. I, I don't know, maybe it's just for the times. But some of the rappers these days. You're gonna say an old person thing now. You're gonna go, oh, they don't make yeah. music like they used to. Not like you know, the stuff is still relevant these days. That hip hop, that one's still relevant. relevant. You know, it the, is the, relevant. The, the stuff that they, I'm not really keen on this sort of stutter rap with all this. They can hardly speak. It's Compton like it everywhere. used to be. I've no, I don't know. Oh, it's Compton a bit like the Shoreditch of London, where I, it used what? to be I a bit of a crap still, place, but I, now it's amazing. It's like Brooklyn. When I was growing up, it was like, you know, Harlem, but Brooklyn was considered... I still think you get there. Oh, uh, considered yeah. really dangerous, but my friend's got a ballet school there now, and it's all like hipster. Yeah, I reckon it's still probably... Uh, I don't want to say dangerous. I mean, it depends if you're going to go down there looking for trouble, I don't think. If you go down there looking for does trouble... Any, does anybody? Yeah, I'm I'm I mean, probably. Going out. Probably someone trouble. who's got some beef with somebody, he'll go out looking for trouble, but... Oh, you believe it? We're even using street slang. What, beef? Yeah. Oh, what was if you're walking with some beef? Imagine. <laughs> Have we got beef? And there's a big load of I've beef. I've got some bacon. Yeah, anybody for some beef? My That's beef, part of pork. My dad <laughs> reminded me a while ago of the fact that when my gran, who, God rest her soul, my gran keeps coming up in these. I've not got, like, gran issues. No. She was quite a big influence in my life. My grandma Bolton was quite gullible. And she once went to a butcher's with my mum, back in the day where you used to go to your butcher's and your greengrocer's before Tesco took over the real world and ruined the high street. Yeah. Basically, she went into a butcher's one day and she asked whether she could have some... Skirt, skirt, yeah? Yes. Some skirt, um, which is like a beef, a cheap beef cut, because obviously that's what you did back in the day. She used to make a great stew, that's all I'm saying. So she went in and she could kind of have a pound of skirt, and the guy was there, and my mum was there, and the butcher just went, Oh, I'm sorry, I haven't got any skirt. I've got a lovely bit of blouse, though. So my gran asked for a pound of that, and my mum just walked out. <laughs> my mum's reaction is how I am in embarrassing situations. I'm yeah. leaving you. But she just stood there, and the guy was like, no, no, it's, yeah. never, never mind, it's just a... I've got two I'm, ounces of bra. Yeah, maybe I'll get you some minced beef. You know what I mean, though? <laughs> yeah. It's like my grandma, oh, I'll have it, okay, I'll, go on then, yeah. I'll have a pound of that. a pound of blouse, please. Can you wrap that in? Can you wrap that in some tights? She was so cute. She yeah. was so oh, cute. Oh, I love that. I can remember my grandma was like four foot 11. Like, literally, she was about four foot 11. And she was one of those women. I don't know what it was about olden times, but it appears that people shrunk considerably. So she was never a tall lady, but she at the end of her life, she was yeah. so small. It was quite unbelievable. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it people shrink or is it just the, the spine? Like you do, you do get smaller, compresses. don't you? Lose about an inch or something. But she, she, was, she lost a good three inches, but she was always tiny. Um, and I'm screwed then. I always was bombastic as a child and a teenager. And I loved my grandma. fantastic as well. I used to call her Biddy, so that Biddy. was my nickname. That's and terrible. I can remember me and her in Berry when I was a kid walking through, and she was with one of her friends, and I was with a group of mates, and I like was never too cool for school. Me, I was like, "There's my gran," and we all went, and intermittently, every one of my friends came to my grandma's for tea. I just used to bring them, and she was a lovely gran. And so I ran up to her and I was like, yo, Biddy! 
And that's what I called her. And her friend was just stood there looking panicked by this group of teenagers, basically using words like biddy <laughs> to discuss. And uh, yeah, that was my loving name. I never thought it was insulting on reflection. It probably was a little bit on the insulting side that at probably about 60, I started calling her biddy. Did you? Yeah. And did, then she, did, she, did she not mind that you no, called her biddy? No, she thought I was dead cute. I don't think she knew what it meant. I don't think I did at the time. My granddad, I remember sitting on the bus and my granddad getting on and seeing me and just completely ignoring me. I think that's so weird. Look at me thinking, oh, I'm going to sit down in front of the It's because he hated you. Yeah, exactly, you see. If anybody's <laughs> listened to the podcast consistent, before. Consistent yeah. in his behaviours. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not sure what I've done to him. But my mum says, it's because you were alike, Pete. You were so alike. Yeah. Oh, he looked at you, thought he was in the mirror, thought I ate that. Yeah. And that was so Terrible. weird. Yeah. So I remember getting out of my dad's Sierra one day and my grandma was walking down the path to my mum's and I just ran over to her. And you know, mum and dad's side garden where they've got the pond now, it just used to be crazy, crazy paving. What did it? And I grabbed her and she, I just, we just fell. And I just fell directly on top of her. <laughs> and she was quite round, so she didn't get badly injured. But on reflection, she did have considerable issues with her back and hips, but <laughs> never mind, I don't think that was me. But yeah, and I just can remember lying on top of her and it took about five minutes because I was hysterically <laughs> laughing and she was laughing. It was brilliant. She used to have a glass of sherry and then she'd be drunk. We were at a wedding once and she had a glass of sherry and we went over and we were like, you're all right. She was bright red and her nose was bright red and she went, oh, it's very quench thirst in this. Oh, quench thirsting, sherry. My God, it's like a... Quench like a Pete, it's thirst quenching. Well, it's not. Sherry. No, but it, it, never mind. She said <laughs> quench thirsting. Oh, quench thirsting. <laughs> Sorry. Very quench thirsting, this. <gasps> I, I wish I'd met your grands. I met you one of a grand. You I mean, you're the grand. grand. Yeah. I she loved you. Them. She did. Yeah. She loved you. God, yeah. she was naughty at the end, wasn't she? Bloody hell, she was a naughty old cow. Yeah. I'm loved not, her. I'm not walking anymore, even though she I possibly was, could. In fact, it. I'm just going to poo myself. <laughs> she was a cow. <laughs> I loved her so much. She's brilliant. Bloody hell. Yeah. She's like, do you no, remember? everyone else can do it. <laughs> she arrived at our house that Christmas about two hours late with my Uncle Derek. And my mum was in a really bad mood because I'd been slaving over a hot stove for like the whole day in that tiny cramped kitchen. Yeah, and my mum was like, it's very rude. And she was like, I'm getting my coat and I'm going. It's like, where are you going, mate? You're never going to get that path down that path in that bloody wheelchair. You're here for the duration. I remember he used to like get her in and stuff, didn't I? Right, carry her in. He's going to carry her over yeah. the step. <laughs> she was Just awesome. Plonk her in there. Yeah. She was a that. nightmare. I loved her so much. She was so funny. Was anyway, funny. we digress. We do digress. We've already digressed. I know. I was just, we were talking about, um, I was going to go back to a couple of things, actually. I was, I was dying to interrupt, but I, I thought, no, no, we're God, digressing. God, off with one of the monologues. No, no, <laughs> no, the first one was, like you said, that you've got the back boys in your head. The back street back the boys. The back boys. The back boys. You've got the back boys. Yeah. with the back boys. The with the back boys in my head. Sherry. Yeah, so, and I was thinking, yeah. something popped up in my head and I thought, in my head. So mad. Yeah. Um, I thought. So when you get a song in your head, you are you, yeah. my fire. That one. Yeah. Yeah. What other songs is there that I mean that you can? I mean, if I do that, I often go back to a song in my head to try and get that other one out of my head yeah. by playing another one. What's you, your go-to? My go-to. My, do you want to know what it is? <laughs> my go-to song. Is, is it a song? It's more of a theme tune. I've got. I've got a few. Right. No, I've um, just got da 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 da
minds. And once you get it in your head, this you can't get it out. It just goes on. That's it. All day now. But then when you get in the car, I've got either one or two, and I can't. One of them's the uh, Indiana Jones theme tune. I know what I mean I'll drive around that in my head and sometimes it, it, it slips into the Goonies theme tune which I can't remember it now and I'm gutted you can always look it up sweetheart yeah that's the power of the web yeah go and on all, what and was the, the other thing the other thing was when you're talking about um, going shopping and you're going into the local and people used to use the local greengrocers they did butchers <laughs> just my sister, used like, to call the, my sister used to call the greengrocers the sheep coppers the sheep coppers <laughs> we going the sheep coppers <laughs> Sheep coppers. <laughs> the Doesn't sheep coppers. So they used to cut a sheep. I don't think that you make sense when you go that a bee bore and a me more. A bee bore. A bee bore. What were the kids when you were a little baby and that? What's that? It's a bee bore. It's a, what's, what's a bee bore? It's, it's a police car. What's a me more? It's an ambulance. Yeah. It's just... a door. <laughs> no. Anyway, yeah, but so the greengrocers and stuff, and it was. Um, Do you remember the smell of the, the greengrocers? In, you what? Sorry. In the 80s and 90s, do you remember the smell of the green grocers? Oh, absolutely. Had a smell. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely. It was the same was wherever it... you went. <laughs> it was. It was vegetables and mud. But it was, <laughs> it was something else. It, it was like rubber. It was the sweetness of the fruit with all of that. Yes. It was a yeah. weird collaboration, but it yeah. was really comforting. And it was, and it was always dirty. quite cold and <laughs> it cold. It was cold and dirty. Yeah. No heating was on because it would make all the stuff go off, you see. Yeah. Do you remember when they had quick save back in the day? Oh my god, yeah. And before they had big refrigerated units, called... you'd go in and like in the centre, you'd just get to this really cold fridge area. You'd walk oh. into the fridge. Yeah. Do you remember it? Oh my gosh, there were yeah. like like rubber things coming yeah, down. Yeah, like you'd be in the fridge. Yeah, I remember um, being there. Like you used to go to like warehouses and stuff like that. You'd go warehouse shopping. Yeah. And like, <laughs> well, you were shopping for warehouses. Well, come on, you. Anyway, well, so I um. My mum and dad used to do a disco for the school, so they had like a warehouse card. God, your parents were so into it, weren't they? Oh, God, yeah. PTA, and, um, Board of Governors. Oh, no. And, how um, to make your kids' life yeah, hell. How to make, <laughs> how to get, how to get you bullied. <coughs> mm. So, yeah, so we used to go and used to like go and do shopping at these big warehouses. Really? We always distinctly remember being able to get that stardust, moon dust. Oh, I just love yeah. that. And that was a treat. That crackling. Yes. God, yeah. Before that. you know, before these days that we're putting it in all sorts of bloody. Oh, I know you want fancy, to come you know. down with yeah. me, and it's there being sprinkled yeah. on top of a moose. It's like put it back in its original form. Yeah. In your mouth. In your mouth. Tongue open like that. Just that's it. Absolutely. So I remember there's been yeah, it was like it, probably the old old versions of uh, sort of um, macro stuff like that. You know, macro. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Costco what, macro. Costco, yeah, very similar. They still have that same smell uh, as from what the old warehouses because yeah. it's not a warehouse so you know they're not going to go around with different smelling warehouses now either but yes going back to that I once it's been in the news I once went to Costco and I, I bought a full on birthday cake when it wasn't my birthday oh just yeah because I see really the size of them it. yeah. <laughs> it's like, like that big yeah. we need to go Delicious. we need to go these places but they were so plasticky the actual taste was weirdly synthetic but it was delicious and like I actually remember the morning after a night before coming down and just getting my hand and just digging my hand into it and just shoving it in my mouth. <laughs> I actually did that. I love that. It was amazing. 
it was amazing. Like it was just a moment of madness where I was like, that looks so delicious. But it's like it's like you go in these places and you know for a fact if we go and buy three weeks worth of toilet we'll eat roll it in one week. No, well, not the toilet roll. Uh, no, we'll. we'll I don't know for a fact that we'll come out with there with garden furniture or oh, no. fire pits. Yeah, the thing, or no, seriously, the thing about Costco, and I'll tell you why, this isn't an advert for Costco, by the way. We don't even have cards for it, so there you go. But Costco is quite expensive. Is it, it is. Yeah. What's the one that isn't? Uh, it, no, no, Costco's Selco quite expensive, but it's quite one, good it? quality. I think what it is with Costco, so Costco actually isn't cheap. It's quite an expensive place to go, but you get things in bulk, right? Yeah. So anyway, I would never have gone because it's not a place I'd go, but my ex-friend who got a little bit too intimately attached to my family, including my ex-husband, hence why he's an ex-husband, yes. used to go there and she was always quite, th- like she'd spend a lot of money, but yes. I'd go with her for the ride and I'd usually come home with like a brownie mix or something. But a what? Brownie mix. A brownie mix. Oh, yeah. Massive right, yeah, brownie yeah. mixes. Like, you know, not these little ones, which would make 12. Brownie mix, make... as in like, um, like licorice and jelly and stuff. No, brownie mix. What's a brownie mix? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know why you're laughing at. I don't even know what a brownie What's mix it? is. <laughs> a brownie mix. Wait a minute, you don't know what a brownie mix is, but you've decided that it could potentially. <laughs> It could potentially be mix? something to do with licorice. With what? You just said it's something some... to do with what? Licorice. What's licorice? Look, I know you say licorice. Thank but you, I licorice. Don't care. It's licorice, whatever. Licorice. We, we, my family would say licorice. Well, oh, your family, your family called Chihuahuas, Chin Chihuahuas, for Christ's sake. <laughs> we did. And folk music, folk music, and York from an egg, a yolk. We've been over this before. No, it's a yolk. I've never said oh, yolk. Oh well, hang on. Folk. Thank you. But I used to call them folk. I know. But anyway, you're just taking me in a different direction. I'm telling you about Costco and well, why. Brownie mix. Brownie mix. I need mix. to know what like brownie mix is. The cake, brownie, chocolate brownie. Oh, right. Well, I thought it was like Tempman's mix-up stuff, you know, with like brownie mix. So you've got some like <laughs> bits of like licorice and licorice all sorts and some no. flying saucers. No. But anyway, I would go there. And what strikes me as to why I bought things like that massive cake is because it reminded me of when I was a kid. Because it was so huge, mm-hmm. I instantly felt smaller. And I'm wandering around, and I felt like a kid. But this time, I was a kid who could afford the cake. Because you know when you're a kid, and you walk around places, and you're like, oh my God, yeah. that looks so delicious. And you're like, mom. And they're like, no. And you can never get anything that's substantial. Like, your parents would never go and buy you like a pack of big four muffins that are huge, or they just wouldn't. Yeah, so no, I think yeah. the day that I went in and caved and bought that, whole cake for myself was just to do with wanting to be you know, I, I could, I, and I totally I've imagined get it. shoving my hand in a cake for years you know, I totally do it in get movies it. don't they yeah, I, did I, to- it. I totally get it because it was just it was to be honest it tasted the same it was really sticky yeah. on your hands so don't yeah but I've tried that for you kids <laughs> it's the fact that it's like massive I know you know and you can just go they like so, and they were t- and tasty yeah really 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 oh, good oh yeah I'm starting to feel hungry now do you remember um, when we were when we first got together and yeah. I was still doing the community parties. Oh, yes, yes, for the, the, the church halls. Yeah, you just put parties on for like every kid in the almost the country. <laughs> if your kid wasn't invited, he wasn't liked. Every kid was invited. Every kid was invited, yeah. Every child was invited. And we used to have all the parents as well. And we'd hire out a massive hall and put bouncy castles in it and get entertainers. And then we'd just like make hundreds of jellies. And we used to literally get Oh my God, we did. We used to get like the plastic cups and a spoon and then we'd set them so that they had the spoon in and everything. Emma, I mean, Emma, for anybody who's listening, uh, Emma was 
the type of mum that was I loved there was it. there was this the high school, um, like well senior school to me, but the high school that our children go to almost voted to stop their proms, um, which again is a, an American thing which we never had when we were at school. Uh, we had an end of year disco, but the, the prom and they were going to stop it. So Emma's the type of person that was like, right, if they do that, we're going to hire a place out and we're going to put our own prom on. Yeah. You know, which we would have done, but they've, they've gone back on now. So well, I wouldn't we'd, have done, we'd have done it better. I wouldn't have done a prom. I would have done a party. I well, don't like all the outfits and stuff. I think it's a lot of pressure, don't you? I do think it's like a lot Alexis, of pressure, Like yeah. Alexia, my sister spent I don't get it. £400. We're £400 not on a dress yeah. for her daughter. £400, that's like mm. half your mortgage. I like the American it? thing. They've, they've done it for years. It's their, it's their culture. It's their, you know, that's what they've done. I don't like years. it. I know, they don't, I know it's not like, but they've done it. So I don't know why we've adopted this prom thing. But I like the party idea. I don't know. We're weird. Finishing school is such a, it's a celebration, but yeah. in the end you realise actually yeah. it's really sad. We all just, School's the we best are, time. In, in, <laughs> Even in, when you have a horrible time at the school, it's easier than life. <laughs> I mean, obviously everywhere does that shirt signing thing where you all sign your shirts, but everybody in Sogbin, everybody just went down the woods and got absolutely leathered. I've still got my Shirt. I've have still you? got it. Yeah. I, I don't know where mine is. I did have it, but yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody just went and got leathered. Aww. I mean, literally, everybody was went and got drunk. I remember that last day of school like it was yesterday, and I remember knowing and absolutely knowing that life as I had known it was ended. I remember when everybody else was running around and throwing flour and eggs at each other, so to the point where they weren't allowed on the buses on the way home. Mm -hmm. Nobody did it to me because they know what the outcome would have been if they'd have put any flour or any eggs near me. It would not have ended well for them, let's just say that. But I can remember that day knowing that my life had just inevitably changed and feeling this kind of sadness because I was really unhappy at school, but I also knew that it was pre-being adult and responsible. Yeah. And I was really concerned about what that inevitably meant. And with our children, I constantly will tell them, be present now. Don't think mm. about planning. Don't think about tomorrow. Don't think about what you're going to be in the future because you'll lose now. And I say to them constantly, this is the most precious time you will ever have. And yeah. don't get me wrong, being an adult is wonderful for a whole host of other reasons. But it definitely, definitely is special. And I was reading this thing, actually. And don't worry, guys. Today, we are going to go on to urban myths. So, yes, finally, Mr. Pedros, a.k.a. Mr. Smith, has remembered to get his urban myth. And it's a good one. But anyway, go Yours is more. good. Mine is great. I know which one it is. I was going to do a few, but we're just going to stick to one. Pete was still struggling with his today. But I was reading this thing the other day because I don't know. I think if any woman who is listening to this. And actually, that's not really fair because there'll be men out there as well who have that feeling of wanting more children. And I talk quite a lot because I would have loved more than the two children I've got, but I just really struggle to have babies. And we've lost quite a few babies. And yeah. don't get me wrong, we've pragmatically accepted that we're still blessed with two boys and it's amazing and we'll get grandchildren. But I would really like to have more children even now at my advancing years that might not be possible. It's not that we don't hope, but it might not be possible. And I, therefore, will have moments where I go into what I can feel is a grief. And we were driving down to Essex. So this week, me and my lovely husband remembered at the last minute that yesterday I actually was meant to be 
at a hotel in Clacton on Sea for a brainstorming meeting with Emma Sale, who's somebody that I'm working with. It wasn't just with. a hotel, it was an amazing place. It was it? called the Lifehouse Spa, and it was really beautiful. And I'm working with Killing Kittens, which are adult-themed sex parties. And whilst I'm not involved in the adult-themed sex parties, whilst completely liberal and I'm up for that for anybody who wants to do it I think you absolutely should go and discover yourself and do it in a safe place and completely down with it but for me I'm interested in sex ed and the mainstreaming of the understanding about humans being able to talk about these things in a much more open way so I'm really pro killing kittens because Emma Saley is just a massive advocate feminist wise she's a really empowered woman 74% of the people who use killing kittens are female it's female led it's female powered and I think that anything that's very female dominated just good can come from it so to speak it's a really safe place for people to do what they need to do and whilst I'm like I said that's not where I am I really enjoy welcome working with different individuals who are trying to get more open conversations about sex out there and she's so powerful that it's great to do that but I'm more interested in the therapy like breakthrough sessions working with couples in crisis relationship retreats dealing with different passions and just helping communicate sexually so that we get what we want but I had completely forgotten hadn't I and yes honestly we went we'd taken the kids out um for the day and we had organized it and then we couldn't not take the children out we couldn't have cancelled them it was you know we wanted to go out so we literally spent the whole day out and then we drove down to Clacton-on-Sea which is like a million miles away yeah from Manchester yeah and we went there and we had this great time and, and it was it was really really lovely but on the way down you were kind of saying, are you okay and stuff? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. But actually I was like dealing with this intensely overwhelming feeling of grief mm-hmm. because I'd read an article because I'd kind of been searching having babies over 40 because I always kind of want the reassurance both from a child's perspective of what it's like to have an older parent versus um, the actual parental experience of being an older parent. So you kind of find the positive and negatives. But I was reading a piece by an author who's 57. He's got an eight-year-old daughter and a 10-year-old son. He has adult children as well. And he'd written the most beautiful piece about the grief of your children growing. And I often say to you, I so miss the ghosts of my babies. (coughs) You know, like those little people that used to run around. And he was describing that almost megalomaniac position of being a loving parent where you know that you just kind of hold all the answers and you can make them feel safe and you are just adored beyond measure. And that's not to say that I'm not adored by my children because I know I am and I adore them, but it's different. And don't get me wrong, I could not have more loving children. I mean, they make me feel absolutely admired and cared for and, you know, really, really, really compassionately loved. But... There was a time when those little bodies would be entwined with mine in bed, you know, and I would wake up with them breathing next to me and they always slept in my bed when they were little. And I grieve it. And Mm. it was that kind of, I can't describe it really. It exists and I'm sure it exists within any parent, any loving parent. It's like it sits in your gut. I don't know how else to describe it. It like sits in my gut and it's like a longing, like an unbelievably painful longing and the only way I can describe it is I think only little arms could fill it you know having those little arms around my neck and there's this weird position that I'm in at the moment where and it goes back to like wherever I am within my existential crisis (laughs) but 
it goes back to that because I feel like I've never ever been in a situation in my life where I've had to make a really big choice about what my future is going to be and right now I'm at the last opportunity to have children like the last yeah. any longer and I'm not having them and I have this like panic and anxiety around that becoming affirmative that I'm not having them that is something that I'm really wrestling with yeah but I know that I can't wrestle any longer because I either do it or I don't do it I either go for the treatment or I don't have it yeah and that is kind of panic inducing because I don't think I've ever been in a place in my life where I thought I can't like if I secretly wanted to go off now and be a Broadway musical star I guarantee I'd bloody try even at my age because I think I can be a character actress do you know if I wanted to go live in New York which is something that sometimes I toy with I can definitely do it yeah I mean I'm not going to be Phoebe anymore I'm not going to (laughs) have an apartment there you know I appreciate that but there's nothing that stops me I don't feel defined by my age in that way but children, yeah. I absolutely feel defined that we are at a point where it's not going to happen unless I do something really, really big to make a change. And then I'm like, even now, I'm feeling that that might be too late. So it's like really scary. Yeah. Yeah, but here it is. Right, let's stop the podcast then because we're going to go and yeah. <laughs> treatments. You know, yeah, it's, um, it is... Uh, a difficult situation, isn't it? Mm. You know, it's a strange one, isn't it? Yeah. And then we watch like young and pregnant and teen mum, and they're all getting oh, bloody like pregnant they're just, they're just, straight they're away. Just say, right, when I get pregnant now again, and then they just like stop the the pill, and then they just get pregnant. You know, it's it's not one for trying, is it? With us, you know. Well, you're the first person that I've ever been able to get pregnant naturally with. Yeah. And that's been weird because obviously I was told I couldn't have children naturally at all and then it happened and then we've never been able to carry it through. But at the end of the day, at my age, that's normal to some degree. But there's always like that every month there's that banal hope. And even as I head for menopause and stuff, you know, I'm constantly feeling that way. But it's that sense of, I don't know what happens next and can I imagine my life without having children? I know there's a sense of needing to make peace with that if that happens, but it's like, I don't know whether I can ever make peace. And then you'll say things like, well, we'll have grandchildren and I know we'll have grandchildren. I mean, Ty already talks about It won't be little me and you though, will it? And my parents have an amazing being, my grandparents to my children, but it is, it's that sense of, oh, but... What yeah. about... I just think that times have changed as well, you know, and all the, all the parents, you know, we've, we've, we've been married before and we've, you know, and even though we've got two beautiful young boys, which I'm the stepdad, but, you know, feel like the real dad, you know, it's... Um, you are the real dad, know, you, you do know, everything for um, them. You know, th- th- this happens all over the world and... Yeah. Yeah, we've just got to uh, keep trying, haven't we? It's or? a strange one though, isn't it? Because it has been so much fun being parents. It has just been, I think... Oh, well, it crept up on me. Probably you know, done it all then, wrong, mate. Yeah. That's why I've enjoyed it so much. But it's like... You've done it all wrong. You haven't done probably it have. I've probably been doing it all wrong. Who, because, does it, who does it right? Because it's just been so easy. Yeah, but who does it right? Well, that's just it. Is I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But I know that it's been a joy. Yeah. Like, from day one, I never felt tired. I never struggled with sleeping because they were in bed with me and I just used to breastfeed them in bed and go back to sleep. I never felt like it was a challenge. Yeah. I genuinely, absolutely relished all the time I had with them and then when my ex-husband and me split up I remember just referring to them as my team like we have a team and even now we say that we say like we're a team and it felt like I had for the first time in my life and I guess that's probably the bigger feeling 
the first time in my life I felt that I had meaning and I felt that within that meaning I had so many more resources within me that I'd completely left undiscovered until I had those children and I felt competent that was the weird thing I felt competent you know I never stressed with them I never felt angry with them I just felt like a complete contentment and don't get me wrong there'll have been moments on reflection where probably I was more stressed than I consider myself nowadays to on reflection to be but I genuinely can't remember a time when it was difficult I just it's just been so much fun and then there's a bit in my head that goes yeah but if you have more kids maybe it'll go horribly wrong at that point <laughs> so there's also that point and it just feels so it might look weird. like Pete <laughs> but then the other side of it is as well, what if we weren't around for our children? You know, what if I died young, you know? And I know people go, well, you can die at 23. And I get that, but at 23, you don't expect to. When yeah. you get to 40, you actually are thinking, well, I'm halfway potentially through my life. And do I want to leave a child when they're my age? Which is funny, really, though, isn't it? Because now it's, it is only not even halfway. People are living to 100 these days. And, they know, are, so but obviously at 100, you're not running around a football pitch. I know, yeah, which, I know it's bizarre, isn't it? You're only like... It, sort of able to do that for so long yeah. before you start creaking up and going, yeah. you know, isn't it funny that? And that's the other thing, the commitment that you have to make to yourself if you're going to have more children at an older age to be fit and healthy. You have to make a massive commitment to yourself. And I think that's something, again, that you don't necessarily think about responsibility-wise when you're younger. You just assume it'll be okay. Yeah. But it's really strange how you can kind of be happy for 95% of your being and then be utterly bereft and broken for 5% of your being. Yeah. Uh, consists and exists in exactly the same moment in exactly the same human. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. so weird. It is. It's a strange one, isn't it? It's very strange. You was, oh my God, the I'm sure that if people are listening and you're female and male, you'll probably be able to relate to these particular feelings because I think that every human being asks those questions. I've just had a really, really lovely text message, actually. I've got a good friend called Chris Rogers who works in TV. He was the voiceover in Britain's Darkest Taboos, if anybody's ever seen me on Britain's Darkest Taboos. Yeah, for those of you who've just found this podcast and don't have a clue who I am, um, I'm not very much anybody, really, but I do do quite a lot of television and one of my series is called Britain's Darkest Taboos. It's on the CI channel and you can watch that. It's also on Netflix and basically... Chris Rogers is the voice in it so the guy that you hear talking about the stories in the background is a really amazing presenter he's also who, done some crazy stuff in like Afghanistan and that, and oh he's amazing he's, he's, in, balls in him, he? he's immersive yeah. immersive journalist but he got in touch with me a while ago and he was really broken his wife and him had split up because she'd realised she didn't want to have children and I remember saying to him you know what Chris I promise you at some point in the next year or so, I'm going to get a text message off you and you're going to tell me your life has changed, that you've met the woman of your dreams and that you're going to have a baby. And what happened within about 10 months, I've met the woman of my dreams, she's pregnant, and today I got a text message of a picture of their new baby boy. Aww. And I texted him and I said, I know this is one of those things that you're not going to say, but I told you so. And he just wrote back and said, thank you for believing in me. And it's like, oh, and he's like in his 40s. Yeah. So I kind of then in those moments, I'm like, oh my God, I want to do that. Yeah, it's so strange, isn't it? I know. I'm, uh, I'm always, I've still got my fingers crossed that someone will just suddenly come in and go, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, we've done that a few times. We have done that a few times, hasn't it? Yeah. I know. Anyway. Bloody Mother Nature. C'est that's the way it goes and all of that. If it doesn't kill you, it makes you stronger. <laughs> but anyway, on to something a little bit more lighter today. Well, yeah, I was, gonna, I was just, we were talking about, um, I'm going to see your eye peering over the thing. <laughs> got great eyes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there'd have been public affection there, PDA, what's it called? PDA. Public, PDA, public display of affection. Yes. 
<laughs> to the world. Um, so we were going back to the you know, the greengrocers. Yes. So we digressed again from we the did. greengrocers thing. And it's been in the news, hasn't it, that, um, I don't know, it might be quite mundane and boring, but I think, you know, it's quite interesting that Sainsbury's and... Asda. Asda, you know, are actually going to join forces to take on Tesco. Right, so if that's happening, what are Morrison's going to do in Iceland, you know, and Lidl and Aldi, are they, you know, well, who, who do you reckon will join forces? No, Iceland are doing it on their own. Iceland are like totally different. They're well, they're like, a family-run thing. They're, you know, they're one of us kids that do a yeah. run But who would you think they'd go with if they were going to do it? Iceland? Yeah. Farm foods. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Farm foods. Because they specialise in frozen food. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't you think they'd want to branch out into something a little bit more diverse no. with the... No. Like Morrison's. No. Who do you think Morrison's would go with then? Waitrose. Waitrose is, isn't Waitrose Sainsbury's? Or is that Ocado? Oh, it's Ocado's getting deep now, aren't we? Yeah. A little would go with Aldi. And they'd be called it a little. <laughs> <laughs> and their adverts a, a would be, and their ad- adverts would be, you can get a lot for a little. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Always, always getting a lot for a little. And then Iceland would be like, <laughs> Oh my God, why don't they do farmland? that? Farmland. Why does you can always get a lot for a little. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you heard it here first. <laughs> little, if you use that, then you have to give us some some sort of rights. You what a lifetime lot. supply of grapefruits. Yes. I don't even like grapefruit. A, a lifetime supply of grapefruits. Yeah. What would you do with the grapefruit, Emma? Sell them. What else can you do with the Emma's grapefruit? Emma's grapefruit store. What, that film that we There's watched. There's only two a day. <laughs> You've been grapefruited. <laughs> Just like a... Sold out within seconds. <laughs> I sell out every day. I'd like seconds. a lifetime of grapefruits, please. <laughs> 25,000 a day. Anyway, so... You'd have to make a grapefruit. I like the fact grape- that the ruminations of your mind at the moment are what conglomerates are going to occur yeah, within you'd have, to, you'd have to make a grapefruit cannon. Oh, God. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking of something in the news, you see. But you mentioned greengrocers, and I thought to myself, I wonder, it just suddenly clicked in my head because of that big... The, 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 as and going the together, who would else go it's together? It's weird Walmart. Yeah, I know. And Walmart's like a massive, massive American conglomerate. But I mean, I'm looking at 10 billion, 10 billion, 10 billion pounds. That's of... pence. It's pence for these organisations. Oh, it's ridiculous. Think about it? the the uh, like the tech world. That's nothing. Yeah. So what? Do, what I mean, uh, for people who we have listeners in Australia, don't we? So I wonder what Australia is so different. So what's 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 um, do they have what? They have supermarkets. Supermarkets. So they have. What? It's not the same as in the UK. It's not the same in the UK. And um, they, one, I only ever lived in cities, so yeah. a lot of the kind of supermarkets were kind of quite small. Right. And so they're they don't not have big chains. They're kind of more like the quick save of the old days. Right. And then you get warehouses as well, so you can go in like big kind of warehouses and get stuff. It's really expensive. Yeah. Oh my god, food in Australia is really expensive. Is it? Yeah. If you're vegetarian, particularly, meat isn't an issue because they've got a lot of space, obviously. So like New Zealand and yeah, Australia have got loads of space, but no, not hence, at all. Hence the barbecues and stuff. But yeah, <laughs> it was I, really thought, I thought it was cheap. No, it was so expensive. It was so expensive when I lived there. That was the thing. I paid my my money went on my rent and my food. That was yeah. it. I used to be able to go out once every Sunday. I'd go out to. I lived in Kings Cross at the time, which was like quite a salacious place to live. Yeah. There was a lot of friendly ladies on the streets, shall we say? Mm. And I lived in this place above a strip bar, and 
it's changed a lot now because they've banned alcohol there and it's kind of a, a curfew zone so you can't have women on the streets and it's a lot more improved I guess because it's so close to the centre it's become heavy in real estate yes. you know what I mean yeah, yeah, we'll probably wouldn't be able to rent there now but I used to pay $70 and have this like bed sit so I used to go out on a Sunday and there was a vegan place across the road mm. and it was like the only one in the area and I used to have like a soya cappuccino which is awesome and I used to have this bread that Sounds was nicer. vegan and it used to have like apricot jam with almonds all over it it was absolutely awesome and I used to say that every single no I know you say that it no, sounds wrong really. it was delicious apricot jam with currants it was amazing no 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 almonds. almonds just almonds almonds yeah sorry on top flaked almonds and baked and it was really good but it used to cost me like $2 and it was the only $2 that I could afford that and a smoothie. Every Saturday I'd come home yeah. um, after work and I would get a fruit smoothie because there was a bar next to the strip bar. There was a bar which was like this little like kind of literally this big with a guy behind it with all the fruit and you just choose your fruit. It was awesome. And that was like my treat. And the other thing that I'd used to get because it was quite expensive to live out there was King's Cross had quite a few cheap eateries. Yeah. And I'd walk past them. One used to sell baked potatoes for 50 cents. So I used to get my baked potatoes and get my cheap beans and that would be my tea. Yeah. I lived on that and Aubram. I could live on baked potatoes. Baked potatoes are good. Yeah. Also, I worked in a cafe. I worked in a cafe, so it was cool because she used to let me eat there. She yeah. was really cool, Patricia. I really liked her. She took me under her wing. She was an amazing woman. Yeah, I'm looking forward to all of mine going to Australia. But it was ace. Surely. It was such a good time. It was yeah. such a good time. And I do have some regrets about not getting my opportunity to go out there because she was going to sponsor me she wanted me to yeah. go and live there and I really liked her she kept trying to sell me off to rich men you know she'd get really rich men like really rich men in like heads of Macquarie Bank and they'd like shuffle in you know usually at least 40 years older than me she'd be like Emma marry a rich man and I'd mm -hmm. be like Patricia I, I'm really not interested. Marry a rich man. Look at me. And she was like, when I came over here, I had a big nose. I had no breasts. Look at me now. <laughs> she was like this gorgeous woman. She like, I had it all done. And then she'd like get oh, her sister, she Venezuela. Was... Venezuela she came from. All that's right, how well, she used well, to speak. She sounded French. And then no, she went Chinese. No, that's how she sounded. She sounded like that. And then she you got her sister. You just in. No, no. She had been Patricia. And then she got her sister over. And, uh, and yeah. her sister had a really big nose. And she was like literally going to her sister. We gave scheduled in for surgery. And like she was going to like completely change her sister's oh, head yeah. as well. And she'd married a really, really old man initially, 80. And oh, she was gosh. like 21. How did her sister speak? She didn't speak English. All right. She just kind of didn't speak English. And... She kind of smiled a lot. That's what she did. She smiled and looked awkward. But Patricia got this guy, then divorced him, and then met this guy who she got this place with. She was not a money digger. I don't mean it in that way. She Doesn't wasn't. sound it. I know she does. Sound, she probably was a bit of a gold digger, but she was sweet. She married an eighteen-year-old man. Who she died. was good with me, though. She was good with me. She was yeah, kind. Yeah, no, doesn't make sense. She wasn't good with her. She, but, just, yeah. she just sounded like she obviously wanted. You know, she wanted a different life. She said her life was awful where she lived. Well, fair play. So anyway, long story short, yeah, she, I kind of spent time. She was gonna, she was gonna sponsor me, and I didn't do it because my parents visited me in Bali, and I was like, oh, I like my parents. I'm going home. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't. No, I know. It's so funny how things can change you. I was so set on living in Australia. I was so set on that. Like, that was where I was going. That's what I was doing. I got my papers. I've been there twice. I spent a couple of years there nearly in total. And I was definitely going to be there. Trisha was just going to look after me. You know, she was great. She'd even yeah. have me nanny her kids and stuff. She did a proper surprise party for me when I was like 24. She was ace. She was really, really good. And I 
would have stayed had it not been for that schizophrenic guy smashing into my oh, yeah, yeah. my house got smashed into by a guy who was having a really bad traumatic schizophrenic and then he came in with a knife and it just became an unsafe place to live it was as simple as that so I kind of did a bit of travelling and left my job and then went over to Bali because it was cheap yeah. parents came out and visited me I hadn't really had a relationship with them at all for yeah, like three yeah. years and I was like man I really like these people I really like who they are and that's how I ended up not um, going back yeah. to Australia and that's how we ended up being in this situation now. But I do kind of feel I wish I'd had the staying power. That's how we ended up married. Yeah, I think I would have liked to have had the staying power, though, to just yeah. have got that so that there was options. I'd, I'd, I wish I'd have had uh, the mm. uh, agency to, to get off my ass and go to Australia. A lot of my mm. friends did and stuff, I you know. Just, I was I just, just running away at the time, but it was great. Yeah. I, you sometimes running away is running too. Yeah. Do you know I mean, what I mean? I could have done with running away. Yeah. Mm. I could have done with that. I would have, uh, I think it would have blown the cobwebs out of my head and make me see a, a different, you know. It wasn't until I met you that I started to see a different shade of the world really mm. we've got know. time to travel though oh yeah one day absolutely one day as I say we're not even halfway through our life we'll yet. spend the children's inheritance all 73 pounds of it yes 36 pounds each that's more than 70 <laughs> that's, that's 62 isn't it 72 isn't it yeah <laughs> I was never one for maths <laughs> do 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 boom so I've still not got anything um <laughs> But it was 100, and it was 25 and 4 was in there. Oh, never mind. I tried managing the 9 and the 3. <laughs> I love a P, please, Bob. Oh, we've been over that one, haven't we? We've talked about that before. That's the wrong programme. That's blockbusters. I used to love that as well. So, urban myths. We cannot end this podcast without the anticipation that you've all been feeling for these last weeks. Probably sat there, every single podcast listening, thinking, my God, they've done it again. They've failed us. What's wrong with Pete? I would have... <laughs> Why is he so useless? <laughs> Emma's clearly prepared. She's been prepared since week one of hey, them. Hey, I've been driving to Essex and back. <laughs> that was one day. No one's giving you that excuse. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's really, really, what it is, it's just that I wake up and it's a brand new day. <laughs> Why plan? Why plan? <laughs> Are you on about my Disney? Am I getting out of bed and being in a Disney movie yeah. situation again? Because <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, you know. Oh, what's that? <laughs> what's that, Mickey? I don't know. Oh, Pluto! <laughs> hey, it's a good Mickey Mouse. Hey, Pluto! How did Minnie Mouse sound? Was she was she, was she just like just just like you know? Was she just did she speak? Can't do the Donald Duck. People with the Donald Duck impressions are really bizarre. But hey, Pluto! I've squeezed it in. <laughs> Urban myth, not in the Mickey Mouse voice. That would <laughs> really ruin it. <laughs> Do you want to go first or okay. should I go first? I'll go first. Oh, go on then. I'm only going to do one because whilst I have several, I don't want to show him up any further than I am doing anyway. So a few years ago, yeah, this girl arranges a date with a guy. I feel like we need to put the lights down and put like candles on. For those like... of you listening, if you're listening to this alone, yeah. you might want to think about having a friend nearby because yeah. it's very scary. If you're not watching it, we're actually in the dark, in a tent. In the middle of the woods, and there's ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> so a few years ago, I was at a club with my husband. My husband was playing at the IMS or wherever it was in Ibiza. We were there, weren't you, at the Ibiza Music Festival? Yes. And we went to a club because it was Sanka's opening night there. Pete used to be a resident for Sanka's. And we met two young lads from Yorkshire, very nice kids, about 22, 23. And we were hanging out with them. And we were talking generally about life. And one of them said he'd met a girl who was one of his friends and she'd been telling him about this horrible situation that occurred for her. 
she arranged to go on a date with a guy. She met him. She really liked him. Mm-hmm. She thought he was quite cute. And she ended up going back to his house. And whilst they got a bit hot and heavy, they didn't have sex. But she said that she hoped that she'd see him again. And actually, after she left that night, he didn't get in contact with her. And she did think it was a bit strange, but she kind of let it go. Yeah. About two weeks after the event, she started to get a really horrible rash around her mouth. And she tried to treat it with the normal topical treatments, but it just felt really fungal and her normal treatment just didn't work, the -the over-the-counter stuff. So she went to the GP, the GP looked at it and kind of said, I really don't know what this is, but it looks pretty bad and was worried about it being some kind of flesh-eating experience disease. So he sent her down to A&E. And when they were in A&E, they just said, look, we don't know exactly what it is. They gave her some hydrocortisone cream, a stronger one, took some swabs and sent her home. About two days later, she was at her house when there was a knock on the door and it was two police officers. And they came in and sat her down and said that they'd have to do a search of the house. So she was kind of a bit perplexed and they said that, Basically, they needed to take her in for questioning. And she was waiting until she got to the station because they weren't going to talk to her until she had a lawyer present and was being interviewed. And like she was really freaking out at this point because like there's nothing going on in her life. She's not committed any crimes. First of all, she thought somebody might have been injured and she just really couldn't make it out. During the interview, they tell her that the fungus around her mouth is only taken and caught when you've had contact with dead bodies. Oh, gosh. And basically, what had happened when they tracked it back was the guy whose house she went to had murdered his girlfriend and was still having sex with her corpse that was in the bedroom. And because he'd had it on his skin, it had passed to her. And they oh, basically no. arrested him. And that's how they caught him. And they found her, the, 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 the lady's the body? The dead body. She was so in when the she went, so when she went round and was kissing him and having to get a bit jiggy with him, the corpse, the corpse was, was festering in, the bedroom, next in the bedroom next door. Oh no! And she caught it, and it so got a horrible infection all over her face. And you can only get that from contact with dead bodies, and it can only be after death. I don't think that's an urban myth, me. I think that's true. It's not true. Isn't it? No, I believed it was true, but then I looked it up, and apparently it's been heard all over the world. That's kind of a classic thing. And more importantly, do you want to know the most important reason why I know? Is because morbidly, I decided to look at undertakers. (laughs) And undertakers say, actually, that just doesn't happen at all. And for a period of time, dead bodies, actually, if they're kept in sanitary conditions, aren't aren't kind of, yeah, you're not going to catch any kind of infection from them. Right. I'm going to say, because that'd be like when you go in there and put makeup on bodies, you'd be catching all sorts of stuff, Mm. wouldn't you? So, yeah. But, uh, you know, it could be true. I did believe it, though. <laughs> I believed it. It could be true, definitely. If I told you that and you didn't know that, yeah, it was I mean, Yeah, event. absolutely. You've, yeah. you've actually jogged another one of mine, actually, um, which which I could I could mention. Um, you only allowed one, Pete. I know, yeah. Just choose okay, the uh, one you're going to go with. I'll go, I'll go with the... Uh, yeah, I'll go with the one that we said we were going to... Because the other one isn't... Which is, it's, it's a true story, the other one. This is a true story, too. <laughs> this, this one. This is, this is... Some people say it's an urban myth, but... Google it, it's true. So, a friend of mine, okay, knows somebody, uh, a girl, okay, 
Let me get this straight in my head. <laughs> right, so that's what it was. And she's from Yorkshire, right? Same place, same place. <laughs> you what? So t- <laughs> same place as what? You? Same place those guys were telling me that, that story <laughs> happened from. What's yeah, going on in front of Yorkshire? Yeah, oh, yeah, everything goes down in Yorkshire. You know what I mean? It was uh, up in the sort of like the Moors area, you know, like really deep Yorkshire, right? And this woman was out and she went out and it's... Um, she went into into Leeds. <laughs> see Yorkshire, you see. It's not an urban. This is true. This is We're true. doing Yorkshire tea these days. Yeah. Always a fresh don't go to Leeds, anyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? There were always a fresh egg apiece. <laughs> well, she went down to so she went down to a local 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 alehouse and uh with with a pet whippet and uh, uh, she had a, a Large owl on ta- on t- arm as well. <laughs> That's the this myth. is like yeah. The other is she went down to local alehouse with pet whippet, uh, yeah, an egg in one hand and owl on t- arm. A teapot on her head. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then she got there, and everybody were like. Oh, wow, look at you. Well, how convenient. We'll have a, we'll have a cup. Yeah. I'll, I'll have that egg. Have you got a bun? Oh, egg in bun. What's your owl called? Oh, Cyril. Annie. Uh, Annie. Annie owl on time. That's urban myth. Over and done with. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Right, yes. You so, know a girl. She went out in Leeds. She went out in Leeds. And she met a, she met a fellow there. Yeah. Um, as you do, you're in a pub. She was having a drink and stuff, having a laugh. Um... She she thought she was she was getting on with him. She really, you know, <laughs> she enjoyed it. Then, but she felt a little bit at one point. She only had a couple of drinks, so she started feeling a little bit dizzy. <clears throat> and that sort of she went to the toilet. You know, she had a drink of water and stuff, and it passed. She came out. She had a bit of a <laughs> extra details. The extra details. This is a true story. She had a, couple, she had a glass of water. No, she went out to drink water. She was feeling a bit dizzy. She thought she'd like you know <clears throat> not had much to eat and stuff. She hadn't really had much to eat. She thought I'd gone straight to bed drinking and stuff. So she <clears> went out. Had a bit of a dance and stuff like that. Got, you know, having a laugh. It's Leeds, you know. Come on, you know, it's it's a good night out. And um, she started like kissing him and stuff like that. And she, she thought, all right, I'm gonna, you know, I've got more drinks. So then she finished clubbing and, and thought they'd go back. So they went back to the, that. We'll go back to my house because she he sort of still lived with his parents. <laughs> so <laughs> no, he didn't. No, so but so they were, they got a taxi back. Um. And then got home and she was in there and she started feeling like there's another got drinks out and I started having drinks and stuff like that. And she started feeling a little bit even more dizzy. Um and she didn't make anything of it, but then she didn't remember anything else. She she woke up and it was he was in a bedroom. Um she her trousers had been taken off and she she sort of she was a bit dazed and stuff and it was pitch black. And she heard something downstairs. Uh and she, she she was just like she panicked. <laughs> um, she just really didn't know where she was. Really, you know, something had happened, was, and she knew that she hadn't drank that much. She knew that, um, and she could hear like banging and noises. You know, it wasn't like the normal. It was just it didn't sound right at all, and rustling and scuffling, and you know. So she she sort of she knew someone was there. Um, and she sort of remembered this guy, but she she knew it wasn't him. She didn't think it was him, so she actually rang the police. And this is, you know, this, this thing that's a myth was actually a true story. You can Google this. And she, uh, she rang the police saying, look, there's somebody in my house and I don't want to go downstairs. I'm terrified. I need to, you know. Um, 
so a few minutes later, but five, ten minutes later, or these days, you know, two hours later, <laughs> the, the police turned up. Um, and as they got to the house, the, the alarm went off. And <laughs> <laughs> no, as they got to the house, they uh, opened the door and there was a man in there and he'd put plastic all over the walls, up against all the couches and stuff on the floor, and he'd hung it all up and he had a saw. Uh, some he did. He had a saw, some like loads of rubber bin bags and stuff. Uh, yeah, rubber bin bags. <laughs> rubber bin bags. What are rubber no, bin no, bags. Rub, you know, rubber flooring and bin bags and a saw and uh, a spade and a hammer. Yeah, uh, and it was a saw and a hammer. A saw and a hammer. And he, uh, what do you have a hammer for? Well, listen, Pete, right? If we're going to no, really, the urban myth, if right? we're going to really and dissect, it turned out, it turned out that the police, like, you know, he was going to, he was going to chop her up. <laughs> she wasn't meant to be woken up, and they were going to chop her really up. That's a really shit urban myth, isn't it? <laughs> do you know what? I really... told it yesterday, and I was like, that's shit. It's not real. Do you know what's really scary about There's a phone call recorded and everything going around of it. But what is really scary about that is if anybody believes it, that the number one, this serial killer's like, hang on a minute, I don't want to damage any of this, this yeah. victim's furniture because he'll make a right mess for the people to clean up. Where's he got his plastic from? Where's he got? No. How did he know he was going to meet her? You know, he got a taxi back. Didn't go in his car. Did he... Did he leave the house, go and get his car, get a taxi away from the house, go and get his well, stuff, come back yeah. with it? But also, why would you do that? It's so this, her blood I mean, that's going to be everywhere. I'm saying this is an urban myth because it is an urban, it, this is on, online. I mean, and it's just like, and I was reading it and I got told it, it was our son that told us it. And I was like, and I didn't, I didn't say it because he's only 15 or 10 on and say that's shit, son. But it is the worst. Yours was better, the one with the doll. You know, although there is another one where... <laughs> that dull one, it's yeah. just like, it's been all over the world. If you've not listened to the podcast before, there have been other ones where we've talked about other MMS and his friends yeah. the dull one. I can shot a quick but, one yeah. in, which is might a bit better, about a guy who, um, he used to keep uh, fish and stuff, and he uh, became ill one day, and then he went to the um, hospital, and he started getting a rash Oh, and all little fish came out, is it not no, the spider one? No, that's... Hang on. <laughs> All little fish came out. Is it not the spider one? You know what I mean? <laughs> what is it? A spider fish? <laughs> spider fish? Right. Spider fish. There's whatever a spider fish cats. <laughs> one time I was going to say was when we were in Australia, there was this one where this guy had just dropped dead. And like when they looked in his dreadlocks, he had like a whole nest of spiders and like red backs in it. And he'd not known and he'd scratched his head and wanted to bit them and he died. <laughs> <laughs> there's another one where somebody got like a big thing on their arm and in the end they popped it and like loads of little spiders came out do you not remember that one yeah I remember that one yeah that's true isn't yeah uh, whatever no one I'm about is the guy and he goes there and he goes to the hospital and he has a rash and it starts in his arms and it takes over all of his arm the rash he ends up like convulsing and like, everything and that's to like uh, this isn't a myth the one where he puts his, that stuff on it and, and he it goes, heals him no and he goes into the uh, uh, yeah is that the one <laughs> and like they can't figure out what it is he goes to every hospital everywhere and, it's and stuff Cart. yeah and then one guy just suddenly says someone would walk past told him told you that was it alright that was real well, let me finish it someone walks <laughs> past him in the hospital and says oh what's up with you and he says I don't know every doctor in the world has looked at me it's all over my body <gasps> and then he goes I know what that is how do you know that he says because I keep coy carp do you keep coy carp and he says yes and then he Gives him some, and it's off the coy carpet. Is it? Is it a moment? He gives him some magic ointment, and 
Is that an urban myth? A beanstalk myth? grows out of his head <laughs> and it goes into the you know. No, genuinely, is that, not, is that an urban myth? Because my mum told me that. I think it's an urban myth. All right, well, stay tuned, kids, because next week we're going to find out whether Pete's urban myth story is indeed <laughs> an urban myth or is it just something that Kate Taylor, my mother, may have told us in truth. That's yeah. really weird. There's one in Australia that I know about. It's like my mum says Manuka honey cures everything as well. It's like, mum would genuinely, I've got a seeping open wound, mum, yeah. Manuka honey, pop a bit of Manuka honey. Yeah. Mum, it's just sweet and sticky and really yeah. clogged up now. Put egg on it. That's the other thing for burns. She swore by on that. Put egg on it. Why would I put egg on a burn, mum? Well, you did it once and you got up in the morning and it had gone. I don't think it was really a burn. <laughs> Some makeup on you. But the thing is, mum told me that and we actually did it on a burn. I, and it, I don't think it did go. But we did it, and I've read that that's actually really dangerous. So again, yeah. thanks, Kay. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for that. Have some salmonella in your cooks. I mean, what a weird <laughs> thing to do. She, I believe her because she's my mum. Anyway, yeah. anyway, once again, we come to the end of what could only be described as an odd making sense of it. I'm not sure what we've made sense of this week. No, it's been a weird one, hasn't it? Especially my urban, my urban myths were rubbish. I'm just going to say... Yours was good. Yeah. By the way, last week, did you put the anchoring and the mindful practice stuff underneath the one that we did? Uh, no, but I will do. Let's I'll, do it. And also, did you put the Animal Planet where people get yes, to watch us doing that? Did, did you do it? Yes, oh, I, I didn't do, do that. I didn't see it. So hopefully people will have seen me with my wooden robotic um, <laughs> presenting skills. I'm very proud of you. I know you are. I'm proud. Oh, you're, you're really good. I mean, you can just see the difference with you doing it to me. It was like... It was funny. But the, it was the, funny. I mean, like, there was, at the end, it could have been a bit better, I think, because uh, it was me like looking and going, <laughs> and welcome back to Animal Earth. You know, instead of just like, welcome back to Animal Earth. <laughs> no, I could have been a little bit more sort of Anton Deckish, couldn't I? <laughs> well, maybe just Deckish at the moment. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. It's been a ride. Join us next week for another Making Sense of It, where we might even have a few more myths that might be real. Who knows? It depends who's telling them. Join us then. Keep happy, everyone. <laughs>